Hello and welcome to this episode of the Great Minds Podcast. Today we're joined by Rachel Miller from AWARE um, and she's going to explain a little bit more um, about AWARE who are a charity that supports with young people on the autistic spectrum and she's joining myself, David Pugh, today. And Shamim Corsa. Okay, so through our roles um, we already know a little bit about AWARE and we have some some involvement with that and, and link people up there. Um, but there are a lot of people that won't have heard of or, or know much about AWARE as a group. Um, Rachel, could you tell us a little bit more about AWARE and, and what you currently do as an organisation? Yeah, of course I can. Um, we work all over Airedale, Wharfdale, Craven and Bradford. We do have members that live in the Leeds area and in Halifax as well and further afield. Um, people can join in as much or as little as they want. Some people only get the newsletter and access our Facebook groups, but other people come to all the different things that we've got on for children, parents, etc. For the children, we run a youth club every Friday night, which is for 8 to 16 year olds in Addingham. We have a junior club which runs once a month, one Saturday a month, and that's in the same place at the youth centre at Addingham. For our 12 to 18 year olds, we run a cook club which is once a month, trip club, that's also once a month, um, cook clubs in Silsden at the Hive, and trip club can be just wherever the kids want to go. They've been to the chocolate store in York, they've been bowling, it always involves food, so that's mm. them. And then we, we also started a moving on club because we had some of our 18-year-olds that didn't want to leave trip club, so moving mm. on club is officially 18 to 25, but some of our young people are... 28 and still come along we go out for meals we go to discos valentine's discos etc we do all sorts of different things they organize themselves and i just go along to make sure everything runs smoothly (laughs) oh for the children we also have um stay and play sessions during the school holidays for anybody up to 16 and they are on addingham and in um, bradford in bd8 For parents, we have a monthly newsletter which goes out by email every month and as well as that we've got the e-update in the middle of the month, just quick reminders of what we've got going on or what we think is important at that time for the parents. Um, We do coffee mornings and afternoons in both Bradford and Keithley. Um, You don't have to have a diagnosis to go but most people do. We do a specific one called our Beat Meetup which is for people that are on the pathway which I'm sure we'll talk about the pathway later on anyway. Yeah. Um, we do a Zoom session once a week, which is like a training session. So there are parents on there, there are professionals on there, different subjects every week. It can range from um, eating, sleep, behaviour, right the way through to relaxation. Um, and we save all our Zooms, unless they're general questions and answers, um, and we save them all to our members area on our website so that people can go back later and listen to them at their leisure for the parents as well and we do parent training we've got a pre-diagnosis course that we wrote which is four weeks so people that get referred through for our beat program through st luke's and airedale get access to a four-week course which talks about the diagnosis pathway behaviors sensory communication all that sort of thing that's on zoom and we also do it in urdu Okay. So we've got two ladies that um, but the Urdu one's face-to-face because it has to be. It's just easier to do it that way. And then we also run the NAS courses. Um, We've got a licence to do that. uh, Margaret and Nikki are both licensed for that. So we do early bird, which is up to five, early bird plus, which is five to nine. 
and you get a place for each parent and somebody from the school for the five to nine one which is wow. fantastic. Uh, we do Signet, which is 9 to 16, and we're also licensed to do the Signet PSI, which is Puberty, Sexuality and Relationships. Um, and then we support our parents through the Facebook groups, phone, email, and the list goes on. Wow, you certainly, <laughs> yeah. certainly kept uh, busy then. <laughs> yes, and we're all part-time. <laughs> it's good to hear, Rachel. Um, I just wanted to ask, if a young person... Uh, hasn't got a diagnosis, a formal diagnosis, can they still get involved with the way? They can. We can. We've got people that have got a diagnosis, we've got others that are on the pathway, but then we've got other members that never get a diagnosis, but they've just realised, and their families have worked out, that it's just the place they want to be and the place they like to be. They fit in just fine. So if somebody wants to be a member and wants to join, then we're quite happy for them to come along. How would they have to become a member? Is it through the membership? Yeah, we've got membership. At the moment, it's £15 a year. It's been that for a while. Um, and the parents just join online. The membership is usually in a parent's name and then the children are on, sort of, you know, as, yeah. um, as the children of. So, yeah, parents just join online and then they get the newsletter and they can come to whatever they fancy. Thank Great. You. And Aware's been running for, for quite a number of years now. Um, and from, from what I know of it, then it seems to have grown significantly um, and I wasn't even aware of a number of the uh, the groups and things on the, that you've mentioned there. Um, obviously I, I'd heard of quite a few of them but then there's probably even more going on than I knew about um, and I, I work in that area you know yeah. um, so I'm sure many people will be unaware of all the things going on and that, that could be really useful for them. How did uh, AWARE originally start and, and what was the reason for the, the charity being set up? The charity was set up by a small group of parents with the help of the CDC at Airedale. Um, they set up in 1999. Basically, they just wanted somewhere for the children to be able to go on a Friday night and where they belonged, you know, where they weren't alienated or anything like that. So the CDC helped them set up and they had the youth club on a Friday night. They had a parents meeting at the CDC at Airedale on one Tuesday night a month. And then they just did one residential a year. Um, and that was it at the beginning. And then it stayed like that for a while and they decided to get charity status. So that all went through. And then in 2004, they took on a project manager who was my predecessor, Joe. Um, they decided, they just said there was no help in the area. So yeah. they needed to do something. And then under Joe's wing, it just sort of slowly took off from there. Great. Yeah. And currently you member, uh, mentioned about the members that you've got, so you've got quite a growing number of people joining your organisation. Yeah, we've got around 1,300 families yeah. at the moment. Some people have, have got one child, other families have three, three or four children that are all on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't tell you how many children we've got, but families we've got about 1,300. Okay, okay. Lots um, of people involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite often we get young people and parents who are a bit unsure of attending new groups and this can particularly be the case when the young person may be on the autistic uh, spectrum. What would you say to those people about the support that AWARE can offer to both parents and children? I'd say probably to the parent, come along first to one of our coffee mornings or I have been known to meet parents in a cafe 
you know, Sainsbury's Cafe is a really good one for it. Go along, just have a chat. So they get to know somebody and who, who has been in the same situation as them. Yeah. You know, because I literally threw my child through the door the first day we are going because I needed to go. He didn't know where we were going, what we were doing. Yeah. We went because I needed to go. Um, but I'll say to the parents, come along, meet us, come to a small meeting like the one at Keithley College. Um, or if they are, if the parents are happy to come and the children are worried, then we'll just say, come along when the building's empty, when we're setting up on a Friday evening or a Saturday. Yeah. Come along early so you can have a look around when there's nothing there. Have a look through the cupboards, see what we've got. You know, we've got cupboards full of equipment, so they might come in and think, oh, oh, they've got Lego, or oh, they've got animals, and sort of hook them in a little bit that way. We've had children that have come and visit the car park four or five times before they've come through the front door. doesn't matter. We yeah. take it at the child's spit at the child's pace. Yeah, it's not a problem, and we just we just go with it. So I was going to ask how how young people can can get involved with that, um, but parents, I suppose, as well. Um, so you mentioned before, then go online on the website and mm-hmm. then sign up for for the membership, um, and then is it just a, a case of come along to whatever activities suit them? Is it a case of contacting you and booking a slot or, or ringing and saying okay we want to to discuss a session how how would it work for whatever fits them whatever fits them we'll say you can book online and then some people just book online and then turn up others will ring me before just to see if a where is for them and we'll have a chat first and then they'll go away and join online um others that are really nervous will say come along and have a visit see what your child thinks and then we can we can sign them up there if I know that they're coming to visit and we might be signing them up. I make sure I've taken my computer so we can sign them up and get sorted out there. We just do whatever fits really. Perfect. Sounds sounds great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Richard, could you tell us an example of a time when you've supported a young person, helped them through the journey whilst they're with 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 aware. Yeah, we used to have a young man. He'd be about twenty seven, twenty eight now. But when he first started coming. He was very nervous. He always left early on a Friday because he had OCDs as well as his ASD. And he had to be up at certain times. He'd set alarms. He'd have four or five alarms in the morning to make sure he got out of bed. And everything had to be done at the right time. And he was really nervous and he didn't want to go on residential. And his mum really needed the break and wanted him to go. So the first time they went to visit one of the residentials, mum told him a little white lie and told him she had a letter to deliver. She took an empty envelope with someone's name written on the front. So she took him along to where they were at Lynham Farm and um, they spotted some animals and then had a cup of tea. So he was happy, delivered the letter, had a cup of tea and had gone home. And then from there, they slowly built it up. He came and needed a morning. Then he came and did a morning and then they stayed for lunch. And mum never left the building. He'd go off with the group and do things, but he knew she was there. And we slowly built it up and built it up until he would come for the whole weekend. We always had the agreement that he had a room to himself because he just wanted to be able to shut the door, which is fine, absolutely fine. Uh, Right up until when he was about 23, he came on on one of our moving on residentials up to Low Mill in Asquick, and he drove himself... Uh, drove himself there did all the activities all weekend and drove himself back joined in I think we must have had about half an hour where we didn't see him where he'd shut himself away to sort of Mm -hmm. decompress and then started again it was absolutely fine and we don't see him anymore but I know he's got a HGV license and he's a lorry driver now because he's found that job that suits him and he's he's on his own in a cab all day he's doing a job he's working 
but it's it's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that's he's one of our success stories. Oh bless, that's really interesting to hear his journey. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It must be must be quite rewarding seeing yeah, that, very, that journey as very well. Rewarding. Oh, brilliant. Okay, and you mentioned there with with some of the uh, different residentials and things, mm-hmm. and obviously they'll be to, to different places. Mm-hmm. And I know um, that there's different groups, as you mentioned, some running in Addingham. Mm-hmm. I know that you've got sessions running in Girlington, um, Cafe Eden in Keithley, mm-hmm. um, and all sorts of different things going on. Um, but it is called the, the Airedale and Wharfdale Autism Resource, and I know that a lot of people that, that I see, they say, oh, well, I'm not actually based in Airedale or Wharfdale. They might be in Craven. They might be further into Bradford. They, they might even be over the border into to Lancashire, um, some of them. So do they have to be living in the Airedale Wharfdale area um, to join in? Can people from further afield... Yeah, people can sign up from wherever they want. It's up to them whether they can get to our groups or not. We've got people that live in Leeds, Halifax. The Airedale and Wharfdale Autism Resource comes from when it first started. We had parents that lived in Airedale, sort of Silsden area and Wharfdale, which was mainly the Ilkley area. So that's where it started. But we do Craven, Bradford, like we've got people that live in Leeds, Halifax. We've even got a member that lives in Armskirk and just accesses the newsletter and the Facebook group. So, anywhere. So it really is for, for yeah. anyone, anywhere, and, really. Yeah, it? yeah. Perfect. Um, coming back to uh, what, what I just wanted to ask you a little bit about is, on your website it says, early diagnosis of autism can greatly improve chances of a young person receiving appropriate help. So if there was a parent or carer who, who felt that the, the young person had uh, underlining issues, uh, they might be thinking they've got autism, what advice would you give them? What would be the first step that you think they should do? The first step would be to go and see the GP or speak to school because schools can refer through to the paediatricians and so, and so can your GP. Okay. So speak to the GP or the school and see if, especially schools, see if they're seeing the things that you're seeing. Yeah. If not, it might be that your child can mask and doesn't show these behaviours yeah. at school, you know, so even if school don't see it, still see if they'll support you and if if they won't, then go to your GP, and your GP will refer you through to paediatricians. Yeah, thank you for that, Rachel. Um, we are, I've also known that, that you're, you're doing some couple of events coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the events that you're doing is the World Autism Acceptance Day. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that, and when is it happening, please? Yeah, we're very excited about this one. Um, we started them in 2019. We had our first one. <clears throat> and it was only very small we didn't know how it was going to go and we had the smallest room imaginable and 300 people came through the door so it was a bit, yeah. bit crazy so and then covid got in the way so last year we ran at bradford city and we've been lucky enough to get the rooms again yeah. there this year so it's at bradford city from 10 till 2 on thursday the 30th of march mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot there's 30 different stalls booked on at the moment and it could be education, social care, NHS, all the different charitable organisations in the area, all to do with autism and other things as well, but autism mainly can be, the majority of children, but some adult services will also be there as well, like specialist autism services in Bradford. Um, so it, we're going to have 
um, where I'll be all day. In, I'll be upstairs in the chill out area all day yeah. running that. Um, we'll have the sensory tent, we'll have the lights and all that sort of thing there. Um, so people can step back if they want. I think they're giving us both rooms this time so it will be a bit more spread out than it was last year. And yeah, we're just very excited. If yeah. people want to book, um, there are posters all over Facebook and the QR code on the poster. That will take you to the for- to the form to, to book. Um, dead easy. Um, it's free, um, but we just need to know for our numbers so people need to book to come. Great, and I know that's something that, that we're looking forward to. We definitely to are. Yes, attending great, as well. Yeah, Great so. Minds team will be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I got the opportunity to go last year and it was a really good su- success and there was lots of people there giving mm. really important information, what services were out there for young yeah. people. I don't know about you, but I learned something new every time yeah. I go. Yeah. yeah, so it was quite <laughs> amazing what kind of clubs were out there for young people to join. Mm. Um, and just the aspect of socialising and the parents and carers coming in to find that information that they were they were looking for really yeah. so it's it's a good opportunity for families and young people can come along and find out a bit more about what's happening on the world's world autism acceptance day um thank you great and just before we finish because mm-hmm. i know that it sounds like you've got loads on with <laughs> with all the different things and uh, we've taken up uh, your some of your afternoon with this recording uh, but what issues do, do you currently see coming quite commonly um, for young people? And do you have any, any tips for, for anyone who might be struggling with, with these issues? Um, obviously, we try and link people with any different support quite often with mental health um, support, but it can be with all sorts of different things. Are there any specific things that you see as maybe a trend at the moment or, or things that you... A lot of things at the moment, especially with the... The teenagers especially, it is anxiety. And a lot of it, I think, comes off the back of COVID. They got in their own little bubble over COVID and now you've got to go back in, back into that big, scary world. And I don't blame them either, really. It is, it's, it's scary. And yeah. if you can't process things like everybody else can, then it makes yeah. it even harder. I would say, talk. Talk to your social prescribers. If you don't want to speak to anybody... If you're under 19, especially in this area, because our CCGs have signed up for it, you can go online, you can do it all online through Couth. You know, if you're over 19, there's Quell. You can use these things, you know, just talk. It's the most important thing. Brilliant. I think that's that's great advice. Perfect. Well, thank you for for joining us today and all that information. (laughs) Yeah, it's been really useful and I'm, I'm sure that... Lots of people will have learned things I already knew quite a bit about AWARE, but I've certainly learned a lot more today um, about the things that you've going on, the things that can support young people um, and the help that's out there. So, yeah, no, no. Thank you for that. I think it's really important we get that message across Mm. that this is also available on AWARE uh, and everything. But I'm sure that I'm going to see you... Rachel, on our coffee morning, uh, which is uh, Wacker's Coffee Morning at Carlton Keithley on the 1st of March. Mm -hmm. So if anybody's listening and would like to come and get expert advice from Rachel, she will be there that day. So thank you. Brilliant. So yeah, any parents out there, get involved with the coffee morning, um, sign up to to those courses. Mm -hmm. Um, They sound really, really useful. Um, and just have a look in, into what 
aware do and find out a little bit more if you want any support um, for, for either yourself or uh, your, your child, young person. Perfect. Right, thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the, the Great Minds podcast. Um, if you do have any questions, then please contact us, whether that's in person, um, we're, we're in schools, we're in the GP practices, um, we're, we're available um, to contact that way, or you can contact us through our Instagram page, which is at the Great Minds podcast. Um, so follow us on there, contact us on there. But other than that, thanks for listening.